That's why you need multiple women, dude, because you, at any moment you need to be able to ditch one and go with the other. You were sleeping with different women, and you had your options because you have clout. I just don't agree with that. I think it's a ridiculous take, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't come off not the way I'm trying to say it. Do you have a boyfriend? No, babe, don't worry, it's just you. You ain't touching none of this. Man, we could have been friends. I'm not the first person to do it, not gonna be the last person to do it. He's a big, massive man. You're blind, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna get train wrecked. <sighs> no, I've had some awkward ones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe laugh actually. When we have kids, I want to stop working immediately and simp beta. Oh no, I, I'm I'm a bitch for sure. Max tuning. Oh shit, my hand, bro. Oh, show your hand to the camera. We did an obstacle course and you got his hand ripped up. We well, you, you still got to do right. this. Ugh. we got it on the first try at least. That was nice. Well, like you want that? You want that pop? We do one more time. All right. That was better. That was a better pop. That's what's, always a good. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Nothing worse than awkward handshake. No, I've had some awkward ones. The worst is when you like you go in and you try to change it up and you fix it and you get awkward. It's usually white people shit, dude. The worst is when you get your hands squeezed like this. If you go to handshake here, some people don't go all the way. Yeah, ah, then I feel like a. You know, when I met I like Jay Cutler, the bodybuilder, dude, he has like he has. You think he's like this big mass? Is big massive man? He is. He has like the most gentle handshake in the world. Did, you, you, did off. you give him the squeeze? Yeah, but you go in <laughs> thinking you gotta like. I feel like men, you like you always have to have like a firm handshake. Mm -hmm. That's what we were like taught. And then if you meet someone who has like. The different way to do a handshake, you're like, oh, it throws you off. I feel like handshakes have, like, broken. Like, there's one guy at the gym here, and I always get an awkward handshake with him. And I'm like, man, we could have been friends. But the first four handshakes we did were awkward. You that, know, that friendship's gone. Quick deviation before we even start the podcast. Yeah. What's your thoughts on handshake deals in business between men? So if something's not do, a signed but, contract? Like, would you honor if, if like, later on the road you, you shook a hands with me on a deal, but then later, like, you do want to get out of it? You're like, we just show it and we're doing a signed contract. Or do you stand by I mean, it would depend. It would depend if it's like we're going to see the Barbie movie tonight, and I wasn't feeling that. If it was something with like business and money was involved, yeah, like like a, like a serious deal. You're like, I'm in on it, and you shake someone's hand. I would honor it. I would yeah. honor it. You? Yeah. Because if I didn't, or if you didn't, and we did it, I would just never trust you again. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'm a man of my word, dude. Handshake deals are like signing a contract for me. Well, here's the handshake deal to start this podcast. <sighs> it's gonna be a dope podcast. It's gonna be a dope podcast. So speaking of the Barbie movie. That is the, uh, I think it's, I think it's killed the box office. I think between Barbie and Oppenheimer, I saw it was like the fourth largest grossing Hollywood weekend ever. Well, they, that's rare. Combining that, those two. It's rare that two blockbusters would come on the same mm. weekend because usually one always has like the IMAX theaters and stuff until the next one. But so Barbie. Okay. I haven't seen it. I've not seen it yet. So I'm going to see it when I get back. I don't want to trash it too much, but I've heard that it's like very. So you think of Barbie, you think, oh, it's like Barbie and Ken. It's like a traditional couple. But apparently Barbie, the, the idea of the movie, it's, it's like Barbie waking up from the Barbie world and being like awoken, woke uh. to like what the world actually is. And I think it's a bit of like, again, from the reviews I've read, it's like a bit of like men hating, like, yes, queen, go girl, pro yeah, promoting it, it, things like promiscuity and things like that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a movie for women. Like I would say, for the majority, Barbie's you know historically a you know for girls, little girls and stuff, and you know times have changed and boys can play with Barbies for all I care. But like, of as a man, when you go to a Barbie, how would a man get angry at a Barbie movie? No, but I think it's more like in the past, the idea of Barbie would still be like promoting like a traditional relationship, right, mm -hmm. and traditional values. Whereas I think. This newer take on it is promoting the opposite. So anyway, my, but the point is, I want to use that as a launch point okay. to get your thoughts. Because traditional values are a bit like under fire. And obviously, like a lot of people, 
talk out against it, my, myself included. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on like what? Maybe not what's right or what's wrong. But what do you want for yourself? Do you want like a more traditional marriage and family? Yeah. I, I've had, I've had this conversation with my girlfriend, Taylor. Um, I think it's important to have these conversations, especially mm-hmm. as, you know, I'm 33 years old, about to be 34. So it's, it's not like I'm like 22 and 22, I could almost be like, oh, that's a conversation for like later down the road. You don't need to have that. But mm-hmm. now I'm in a serious relationship, you know, getting close to, you know, the next steps, family, children. And I, I come from a trage- I think, I think people base their, what they want in the future a lot of times based on how they were raised or what they kind of were grown up mm-hmm. seeing. Um, and now I come from a family that, you know, there was divorce, you know, remarried and, and, you know, kind of a a separated home and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't come from, you know, my parents been together forever. Uh, but I'm definitely someone that I, I hold true to traditional values and Taylor does as well. And, you know, like I want to be the, I want to be the man that provides financially for the household, the woman. That's just how I, how I feel. I mean, I think it's a hot take. Also, loosen your mic cord a little bit. Just, okay. I've had the first episode I did with Jay Waller, man. We lost a bunch of audio. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. But these are higher quality cables, though. Inspired by the Max Tuning. Uh, That's right. Good cables. Don't be sour here. podcast, of course. People give me shit because I do like the funny podcast intros, taking clips out of context. I don't. Were you the pioneer of that, or do you no. get inspiration from someone else? Because I feel like I've seen other podcasts also do that. I so. I do. I, I run a podcast called Don't Be Sour. Uh, we're about like 57 episodes deep and doing it for like a year and a half. And from day one, I've done these like just out of context, just really funny intros, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of to hook people. My inspiration on that actually was from this uh, this YouTube channel called Much Dank. Mm. And it's this guy that takes uh, like rap interviews mm. and takes out of context things. And I think they're hilarious. So that's kind of where I got the inspiration from. Mm in my world to do the funny things. I think I've heard people say things like, oh, you stole Max's intro, whatever. No, I think it's a, I think it's a funny hooky way to do it. I'm not the first person to do it. I'm not going to be the last person to do it. I don't give a shit. Well, I stole it from you. I'll just, I'll, I can own that. Well, you look at it, you're like, that's a good hooky <laughs> way. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you either go with one topic that you talk about, but it's hard to mix in a lot of things. And mm. the idea behind mine is also to be funny, but it's also to find out like, oh, I want to see where they said this comment. I want to see where that plays. Yeah, in no, the it's like a movie trailer. You see a movie trailer, it builds hype for the movie. Mm-hmm. Then this builds hype for that. Yeah. So, okay. Here's my hot take on traditional values. Okay. If I think every man, if he was financially able to have a traditional relationship, he would. One thousand percent. Meaning that if if you are able to make, or if a man is able to make enough money to support his wife and the kids, that he would want his wife to have the traditional feminine role. Of course, the reality of like. I mean, not everyone has that, I guess, that they're not blessed to make enough money or they haven't gotten to that point in their journey yet. And, like, obviously, like, when I first met Julia, like, she was pursuing her career. And I wasn't like, hey, don't be pursuing your career because I wasn't making any money. Yeah. So if I was going to marry someone with four kids, it was like, well, I, was, I would at that point have had needed, like, a second income. Do you agree with that, Tank? Yeah, I, I think the way I look at it is, you know, like, like right now, Taylor works. Taylor does, makes her own money, buys her own things. You know, she lives with me and, you know, I choose to, you know, not charge her rent or anything like that. That was not even a conversation we had. It was just whether it be Taylor or, and it wouldn't have been any other girl. But, you know, if, if it, that's just how I would have been. It'd be like when I ask you to come live, it, live with me, I'm not going to be like, all right, so you want to split utilities or something like that because I'm at a financially secure place. You know, if I was, you know, 19 and did that. Well, it's different than if you guys were dating and you guys decided, hey, we're going to move into this new place together. And then, and yeah. then you guys weren't, you weren't also as right. financially stable as you were. Yeah. And I just think so. She makes all her own money now, but I look at the future and it's not like 
like right now it could be like, all right, Taylor, you don't need to work. Like stay at home mm. and just just chill, watch Netflix, right? Yeah. She doesn't want to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't feel kind of like that way about like I wouldn't want her to do that either. Well, there's not kids in the picture exactly. that like have the response like the burden of responsibility. So the way yeah. I look at it is when we have kids, mm. I think that her role in our family is going to be to raise the kids mm. because I'm going to be like, hey, I need to focus on, you know, I'm, I'm going to be so much in the kids' life, but I also want to um, you know, make sure that we can have everything that we want, she wants, I want, the kids want, set ourselves up, for, uh, ourselves up for, you know, financial freedom, you know, for the rest of our lives. And I think raising kids is a very large, uh, undertaking mm. and I'd rather her whole focus be on that. And again, it's, this isn't like Taylor, you're going to raise the kids and that's gonna be your only focus. Both of our visions align with that. It's not me putting this type of, uh, ideology on her. And it's not her being like, when we have kids, I want to stop working immediately and you better support me. It was never like that. It was, that's, I think when you find a partner where both of your visions line, align, yeah. it, it's easier that way. No, that's why it's important to have those conversations. Like not one week in the relationship, maybe like six months in, you start having those, is there like long-term compatibility? You know, he, here, here's actually something that I, I thought about forever ago. And it seems ridiculous mm -hmm. when you say it out loud, but it's almost, especially when you get older, it's like, don't waste people's time. What's your thought of like on the first date? Like, be like, hey, before we even waste any of our time, mm. do you want kids? Do you agree with marriage? Do you, like, what's your views in the future? Because it's almost like, why even waste anyone's time? There's a difference of, like, I'm hooking up with people. But, but, here's, but I disagree. I disagree strongly. No, I, I would never do it. Okay, that's okay. A kind of a ridiculous thing to yes. do on a first date. But you would think it almost would make sense. Be like, because in best case scenario, if we go on a first date and we get along mm. and we're both looking for, you know, mm. monogamous relationships indefinitely and, you know, we, we potentially might be the one for each other. Why not just get all that out of the way? Because six months in, you have emotions and relations tied in. And then you had these non-breakable things of, I don't want kids. They don't want kids. They don't agree with marriage or something. And then there's emotions. And then you're trying to be like, I can, okay, I'll change this thing I'm very okay. set on. Here's why I disagree. Because obviously those things have to align for something to get to like marriage and family. Uh -huh. I mean, I guess in a lot of people, they probably don't. And then at least like divorce, like a shitty yeah. family life, right? But th those things should align. But what's even like more important than that is first of all, like, is there a good vibe? Do you guys actually get along? You know, yeah. if you're just like, I feel like otherwise it turns into like we're putting a lot of pressure on this. Needs to this needs to be like we're showing up and almost like signing a contract already. Like, do you want kids? Yeah. Traditional marriage? Yeah. How many people at the wedding? Ooh, ooh, fifty people. We're gonna need at least two hundred. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it starts to like the whole point at the beginning is just like, do we actually fucking like vibe? Is mm -hmm. there good energy? Are we because there's like. There's chemistry and there's compatibility. And if the chemistry is not there, who cares if like the long-term compatibility is there? Yeah, but how soon in, for example, I'm not going to say who this person is, but someone very close to me mm. uh, got very heavily into a relationship, mm. got married, mm -hmm. and then it was at that point they learned that the partner absolutely, like because early on, the guy wanted kids, the girl mm. did not, but she's like, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with kids. I'll be, she'll change. They got married. He's like, all right, let's, let's have kids. She's like, Actually, I don't want kids. I right. had to get divorced. So I talk about a rule of threes. Yeah. All right. So, and it starts all the way from like three seconds. If you see a girl you want to, you want to approach, like you should probably go talk to her in three seconds because after that, you're just gonna like a lot of you're gonna like talk yourself out of it. Right? I never did that. I know. I know. We're, <laughs> we're gonna get into that later. I know. Then I have to say three minutes. That's probably the ideal time for like the first conversation. If you're approaching a girl in a random place like the gym, like three minutes, get the number, set up the date. Otherwise, you're like just it's things tend to get stale and boring, and like the date itself isn't that exciting, right? Mm -hmm. Then 
three weeks you could even say is like, okay, after three weeks, maybe now it's okay to hang out more than once per week. Because at the beginning, there's so many, there's too many examples from my own life and other people's life where you like meet a girl and like you guys hang out every day for two weeks and then it's just like that was that was me, dude. I, I know I'm, there, there, <laughs> there can there can be exceptions, but there's probably a lot of girls that happened with you in the past too, and then it just like fizzled yeah, out because yeah, you're like, yeah. okay, I'm fucking sick of you already. Yeah. Three months is always what I say, like to wait till you like exclusively commit to a girl. Let's say like boyfriend, girlfriend, whether you want to put the label on or not. But like, so at least you're like exercising options. You're not doing it because you're just like lonely or she's pressuring you into doing it. And then it's the big jump. Three months to three years is the statistically uh, safer time to get married based on studies, right? That's, that's, that's when the divorce rate like goes down a lot. But the point I'm trying to get to is somewhere in between three months and three years, like before you propose to a girl, that's, I mean, before you're thinking about proposing to a girl, yeah. you have to, I think you have to discuss for sure, like children, marriage, prenup, um, logistically where you're going to live, you know, what roles each other's families are going to play in, in the lives. Mm -hmm. Things like, do you, do your kids have to go to college? Things like, are, are am I going to be the only working? Are you also going to be working? Like those things I think need to be, you got to be on the same page. Like I, before I, you get to the point where like, should I propose there? Yeah. Because you shouldn't propose there if there's no alignment there. Yeah. I feel like those conversations absolutely need to happen. And I think, I think everyone essentially has their non-negotiables yeah. in the future. And then I think there's things that uh, you may be indifferent on where you're saying, you know, uh, I may, if I have the option between A and B, I'm going to choose B, but A is fine for me as yeah. well. Yeah. No, that's compromise, right? There's like yeah. things that's like, no, this is a non-negotiable. Some, some people, everything, like some men are like, you know, and I've seen a lot of this in like the red pill space where they think don't compromise on anything because that's the way, you know, don't let a woman tell you anything to do. You're the man of the household. Well, no, because there can be, there's gotta be some compromise, but yeah. obviously if it's like, no, like I want you to be the one who raises the kids. And like, for me, that's very important. That's probably not what I'm, I'd compromise on. But if it's like, you want there to be 150 people at the wedding and I would rather it be, if it was up to me, just like 25 close friends. I'm not going to not marry you because of that. It's like, yeah. whatever, we can have a bigger wedding. That does, that's not like a deal breaker. I think every guy should realize that when it comes time for the marriage, you give 90% of the leeway to the woman on what she, because this is like, that's a lot this more is, important. Yeah. This is there, like to yeah. the to the guy, at least for most men, yeah. at least for me, again, I use the word I'm indifferent on it, where like, you know, hey, whatever whatever makes you happy, yeah. this is your big day. It just, it, for whatever, like I'm not, I'm not a, a girl, yeah. so I can't like understand why it's such this monument. Like, you know, where it's like, Every, it's about me, it's about me, it's about me. So I'm like, whatever makes you happy for that day. I do think you want to, and Julia cared a lot about the wedding, and I yeah. know Taylor will too, but yes. more traditional girls also tend to care more about the wedding because it's a more traditional thing. But I, I did, and I do think it's important for guys to like check their girls sometimes throughout the process and be like, hey, like marriage is about our life, a wedding is one day. Because mm -hmm. sometimes girls I can get too swept away by like maybe – because it's kind of like a dick measuring contest for girls. Like, obviously, the, the engagement percent. ring, maybe more than the engagement ring, the wedding day. And like, sometimes I think you got to bring your girl back to like reality. Like, I just want to make sure we're like, we're doing this for the rest of our life. We're not doing this for like 28 hours, mm -hmm. 24, not 28 hours, 24 hours. <laughs> but you look, you're not, you're a lot less red pill. You're a lot less in the manosphere than like most of the people I've had on the podcast. Yes. And you mentioned it's going to be, even though Taylor's the one who's going to have like the primary responsibility of raising the kids, you mm -hmm. still want to be like very present in your kid's life. And that's something that I've kind of like yeah. verbally sparred a bit with some of the guys on the podcast with, because there's a belief a lot of these guys want to have children with multiple women. Not about that life. How come? I think it's, I can't even wrap my head around the concept. Not not only the the juggling the plates, as people say, of of balancing all the difference and then finding, you know, 
girls that align with what you're looking for mm. and those girls also being fine with you having multiple women, I think is not the same. And you hear the, the Andrew Tates and whatnot where they're mm. saying like, if a girl respects a high value man, she's gonna understand that he can have multiple. I just don't agree with that. I, I think it's I think it's a ridiculous take, honestly. Like I just I'm like, hey, if that works for you, that's amazing. But that sounds like not only the most stressful headache of a of a life, but for me, when I'm with one girl, I'm with one girl. Yeah, period. I think. I look. I understand if you're a high value guy, you make a lot of money. You've also like developed yourself a lot. You have a lot of options. Is, is, of women. is that a flex, like to other guys, to be like, oh, you have. You have two kids and one wife. I got three wives with two kids each. I'd well, be like, that sucks, man. Like, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on your side with this. Yeah. That, would be, that would just give me a lot of anxiety. I'd rather just have two kids that I can be like really much involved in their life and not be like stressed out about the other six kids I'm not hanging out with. But I understand guys before kids maybe wanting to be able to exercise options. It's not something – here's the reason that I wouldn't do it. Wait, wouldn't guys want to – all the people in the red red space are like, you know, they talk about the traditional men, traditional women, mm. you know, whatever. But having multiple wives is not a traditional man, I think. I mean, it depends, it depends how far back you I go. I guess, yeah. In our generation, <laughs> and I think that's going to start making the future go against the traditional way because then those kids are going to realize like, oh, my dad has four wives, like all these different things. And, you know, maybe for what Mormons, right? Mormons yeah. are, that's in their religion then their life yeah i think in the islamic religion it can't like the women have to also agree to it but there can be maybe multiple wives but i i agree that i think a lot of the power of traditional values is like the fact that like the family unit is kind of like the priority Mm -hmm. rather than like the woman's career or like the man sleeping with a bunch of women right like the family unit is prioritized and for me like that's the most important thing for me like i want to have healthy kids i want to have me and julia actually be happy and even like if i and i you know, even if I could get Julia to agree, yeah, you're able to kind of sleep around, do your thing. Like, even if she agreed because, like, the power I can command as a high-value man, I know that would just introduce, like, insecurity and jealousy into the relationship. How is yeah. that can impact the kids' development? Even if they all, like, on the surface level agree to it. I don't think that – and all these guys I've talked to, I'm not going to mention any names, but a lot of men I've talked to who do exercise the multiple options, all of them are like, yeah, but the girls are, like, low-key all pissed about it. I'm like, well, like one thousand percent, one thousand percent, man. And I think it's weird. And maybe the, the guys are saying like, oh, I only want to surround myself with other guys like me. Mm. But if you had like mm. three wives and were sleeping all around, all this stuff, I almost would want to distance myself from you because I'd be like, bro, that's not like the life I want to live, and that's mm. kind of strange. And I don't even want my kids to be like, you know, mm. seeing this as that's the norm because I don't agree with it, right? And I'm not saying it's you know like you do you like you know your life doesn't affect mine. But I think you would then have to have like a circle of people, circle of girls and guys that also are in that kind of world where, I mean, it's like if you're, it's like if you're a swinger, like you would need to be couples with swingers because like I would feel uncomfortable being alone with other couples who are swingers if, because I don't want them trying to push that on me. I'm like, I don't want, no, you ain't, no, you ain't, you ain't touching none of this. Okay. (laughs) You know? So kids, because Max, I I think I talked to you a few years ago and at that point you were kind of like. I don't really care if I have kids. Correct. Like maybe even it seemed like you were slightly not against it, but like maybe you're like 60 percent. I don't really want kids. 40 percent. You know, maybe if it's the right girl, it could happen. What mentally changed? Because now you're not just saying like, I'm just going to do it because Taylor wants it. And I know that probably plays a part. In it, and that's not yeah. again, that's one of those boundaries that like you weren't like I'm 100 percent against kids. But it also seems like because you're saying things like, no, I like want to be involved in their lives. Like, what mentally changed for you to get there? I can go a little deeper on this than I normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of different mindset changes that have gone on in my uh, my view on having kids. Um, 
for early on, it was because, you know, I never could really find a girl that I liked. So I just was like, I'm going to be the fun uncle. Right. But there's this kind of like, and this is gonna be kind of weird to say, um, but it is a kind of a deep, a deep, deep thought that's in my head that doesn't make sense. Doesn't the logical, it's a weird thing to say, but, uh, you know, my dad passed away when I was 15 and, uh, this is 2005. Okay. And I know that impact that it had on, it had on me. And as weird as it is, is like, I almost didn't want to have kids in case I ever got sick and had to like leave and put that sadness on everything else. I felt like the less people I had to make sad Mm. and it's a weird thing to say. It just, it's, it's, I think I can, no one can relate to it maybe unless they kind of have gone through like a loss like that. And just, I'm like, I don't want my kid to like cry about his dad dying or like see me weak and dying and like it's it's a weird thing to kind of go on but I was like if I don't have kids I don't have to deal with that um not that I think I'm ever going to get sick with some terminal illness I hope not um but I just I almost didn't want to like put that sadness on the people around me that I love so I was like if I'm just single and by myself it's all right you know my friends will be upset but I don't have to worry about like you know my wife being destroyed my kids you know being you know emotionally destroyed so that's just like a weird thing in the back of my head and I've kind of you know that's just just some personal uh issues that I've dealt with with my dad um but the biggest reason for me was really quick just uh yeah to to respond to that no I I personally I'm happy that I can't relate right because that's like some serious pain but I I do think other people can relate and I do think Poor family, and this isn't because like he was a bad father, it's because he he died, right? But yeah. a lot of people also just had like poor family lives, and I think that's also one mm-hmm. of the reasons for like the degradation of like traditional families. And I think there's a lot of girls out there who like, or guys too. It's like if I grew up and like my all I saw is my parents being unhappy. In your case, it's not it's not the same, but it's kind of parallel, right? It's like related. Yeah. Like all I saw is my parents being unhappy. Like, well, then why do I want to like embrace like a traditional relationship if I can just go like be a slut or sleep with a bunch of girls either way and then not have to ever like confront like bringing that same type of pain to other people so i do think yeah. impact maybe not everyone's aware of it but i think like people's own pain or trauma i guess like does impact their like motivations in life yeah and it's never been like a i hate kids yeah, i yeah, you know yeah. when there's a crying baby next to me i'm not super happy about it right but on a plane, but, it's the worst bro i know it's the worst but it's like, like every time where i'm playing with julie i'm like I hope, I hope our kids aren't fucking like this. I know, and, and when you say you hope your kids aren't like that, that's all one part of me. And again, these are weird takes where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It, but it's it's such a small percentage of it um, where you see a lot of uh, guys, girls, whatever, that go down bad paths later in their life that come from great house. You know, you, there's broken households that the kid turns out because they you know hate their family, whatever. Yeah. They didn't get the love that they needed, whatever. But then you see the people that come from a very supportive household, but still rebel and go down and, you know, legal troubles and, and, and like all these things. It's like you could raise your kids perfectly and that because I mean, it's like it's like soldiers come back from war. They've seen people die. Some of them live a normal life, yeah. become start a successful business. Others are just like turned into drug addicts. So they can't like process. Yeah. Like, and I guess me is like, oh, instead of having the stress of my kid turning into a fuck up, like I can just not have kids. And th- these are like weird takes. No, no. Or like a kid having like a serious like mental illness or like mm-hmm. deformation, that would be so challenging as a parent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. even imagine like what that would go through for the, the parents and, you know, everything around them. And it, it's, uh, yeah, there's just a, a, a lot of different options. But I, th- all of these things changed when I met Taylor. And it's, it's something that I can't really put into words, but I feel it's just like 
you know, I didn't meet anyone that I wanted to spend any more than a day with for seven, eight years until I did, you know, until I met Taylor. Day one I met Taylor, it was uh, just changed my whole view on everything, changed my view on marriage, changed my view on, um, you know, having children, raising a family, because I just, I see something in her and I see the way she interacts and I'm like, with, with you know, her niece and nephew and, and babies and everything. And it's just like, it brings me this happiness and this like enjoyment of watching her and like being like, I want that. Like, I want that. And it's, uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. So I have weird takes on all this. No, let's, let's uh, dig into that. Let me push back on you a little bit there. But first, these ice cubes are going to melt if I don't pour us. And I, I really don't want to drink right now. I was me, me and Julie were in Italy the last week. We drank every day. The last two days you've been here in Spain, we've drank a lot more than I yeah. ever do. And I know. And what you, is this whiskey? This right here is gold fitted Scotch whiskey. Oh my god! And the backstory insane. behind this is the first episode was Jay Waller. He's like Louisiana guy. Yeah. I was like Julie, you got to go get something like a Southern Louisiana guy would want to drink. And she brought back alligator this, juice, this Scotch whiskey. Yeah, the guest pours. The guest pours. What's your reasoning behind the guest pour? I, I, I suppose it's like if someone's trying to like not drink that much, they can like get get off a little easier. If someone's trying to drink a, lot? a little too much, is they, that a lot? They, they can pressure me. I mean, whatever. We got to have some time to sip oh my, on this. Dude, this is like I. This is gonna taste like ass. I right, could do the uh, the Spanish cheers for us. Ah, okay, arriba, abajo, el centro, el dentro. Oh, you that's close. I like the what is what is it. <laughs> Well, arriba, up, abajo, down, al centro, to the center, adentro. Adentro. I'd Inside. say el drinko. El drinko. It's the same. I mean, same idea. How's that? David. Max. That is, how do people drink this? I actually kind of enjoy drinking whiskey. I always thought at, when I was younger, when I first started, like, you know, getting into drinking alcohol, like in college and whatnot, um, I've always just never liked the taste of a lot of alcohols. Beer, never been a fan. So I drink like Bud Light Limes, my favorite. Basically, the furthest away I can get from beer, but still it'd be technically beer is what I drink. Coffee. Don't like coffee. But alcohol, I just assumed that the more I drank of it. Oysters? No. Are We're talking any, about alcohol, dude. No, but are there any acquired tastes that you do no, like? No, like, like my palate has not evolved. Okay. No amount of alcohol, no amount of things I've tried. I thought just the older I got, I would a, a, acquire a taste for mm. it. Nope. I think this right here. Yeah, I try to. I'm not, I'm not the world's manliest man. I barely got. I got three chest hairs. But like, I think this is terrible, <laughs> terrible. Are you gonna drink it though? I'll drink it so slowly, but I'll hate every single sip. Okay. It's not even like ham, for example. I don't like ham at all. I can eat it. What about jamon, the Spanish ham? That's, that's, de- that's decent. That's okay. decent. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like this is something that it's not like oh I'll tolerate it. It's like I despise this. This is so bad. Well, I appreciate you compl- complying for the, <laughs> the podcast. God, because I think it's Ugh. gonna stick. I think the, the scotch the scotch whiskey is gonna be the uh, the drink. When the I podcast. would go to bars and stuff early on, people would get me like a shot of something like this or scotch, and they're like, "No, no, no, it's good." And I would always say, to "People like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, if I take this, I will throw up. Not because I'm, I have a weak stomach. I was like, my body will reject this so bad, the taste of it, that it'll just make me vomit." When I first met Heidi, Christian Guzman's girlfriend, mm-hmm. we went to some bar in San Antonio. She got us a bunch of shots of these whiskey. She just loves whiskey, which is crazy. I took it. You start getting that salivation in your mouth, yeah. and you're like, I need to go to the bathroom. I need to go to the bathroom. I dipped out, <laughs> threw up in the bathroom. No one ever knew until right now. <laughs> Here's the thing. Even Julie, who's never drinking whiskey in her life, drank this on the podcast. So you, you oh, did, no. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a bitch for sure. Oh, okay. Like, again, it, I'm not even – I am I drink Bud Light Lime. All right. Trust me. All right, let's go back to Taylor because – also, when I met you, 
you were okay. So quick recap of our friendship, right? Yep. I'm working. I moved from Boston to Austin. I'm working as an athlete for Alphalete. I'm working out at the Alpha Land Gym. I've actually watched your videos since the Boston days, since my Boston days. I liked watching. What year was that? When did you find my channel? If I started uploading consistently 2017, I probably started watching you like around there, beginning of 2016, maybe like a year okay. earlier. Okay. So and I, Virginia days, but not OG OG days, but yeah, early these on. are like when vlogs were popular. Even though I remember like I had this one friend come over who who didn't watch like vlogs. I was like, I'll oh, watch these videos are really cool. It was one of your videos. Like, and he was like, yeah, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, turn this shit off, bro. You're watching someone else eat Chipotle? <laughs> yeah, like, no, just go eat Chipotle. <laughs> no, nah, it, was, it was basically that. It was a video where you and like I think you were visiting like New York with Christian and a couple of yeah. guys or something. But um, I liked how you. You did use different camera angles. You had like the, the camera smack transition. I stole that. It's something else I stole from you for a while until I evolved past it. But it was a good one. The camera for a while. smack. The intro is the podcast. The the door masking the door walking classic. through like the, the the refrigerator into like the grocery store. Yeah, or something. that's classic, dude. Um, so when I saw you, I, I was gonna go talk to you, and I was shocked because you knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I just recently found out who you were. Yep. And then from there, I guess. Maybe we filmed, we did like a, not a collab, I wouldn't call it, but we filmed like a workout together like the we next time. De- we deadlifted together, I think. The next time I came, I think. Mm-hmm. We stayed in like light contact. And then when we were thinking about moving to Houston and we were looking at houses there, me and Julie were visiting a lot back and forth and we just, we started hanging out. Yeah. I mean, when I, so I don't know if this is all men, but I've kind of gotten to the point where like, I'm not opposed to meeting new people, but I'm very like, I got enough. I got enough. I got my circle. Like I, I don't need to add. I don't need to be like. I need you know a million close friends. I need like my core people. Does that bother Taylor? Because with Julia, like every time we move, like we're in Spain right now, right? And she's like, oh, like I, I just want to have like a little bit more social life. Meet a couple more, like a couple of girls. And then she obviously ends up meeting like these single girls who she can't relate to. She's like, I just want to meet like girls who like about, who just got married or like about to have kids. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really mind like. When people visit or we visit somewhere, I can hang out with them. And then, like, we'll meet a few people, like, little by little at the gym. You, you know, something that uh, – and I'm, I'm trying to word this in a way that doesn't come off not the way I'm trying to uh, say it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my reservations about finding a girlfriend very early on and stuff is was actually – I was like, I don't want to get a girl and have to have, like, completely separate groups of friends where mm-hmm. I, you know, need to go hang out and have these separate groups of friends. And those friends don't want really to hang out with these friends. And Taylor was someone that – Overnight, every single person in my close group of friends that I in, that I brought her into, whether it be guys or girls, just now she's best friends with, and that was something that was you know magical for me. And she has a lot of her friends that we'll go out and get dinner with on a you know hmm. a pretty regular basis and whatnot. But as I was so worried that like I was gonna have this like a girlfriend. Hmm. Because I had in the past where, like, she'd come around, but it'd just be, like, Max's girlfriend that would just kind of be there sometimes, yeah. right? It wasn't, like, she's one, she's in our in our group. And Taylor, like, faster than I could have imagined, it immediately clicked with every person in my circle. And now we're all core friends. It's great. Yeah, I remember you brought her to uh, Austin mm-hmm. after, I don't know, it was, like, maybe a month after you guys started hanging out or something. A month after uh, I asked her to go out with me. Or to, to, no, to, no, to, I think you, when you're on wasn't that, it January? I think when you were in Austin, you were like, I'm going to ask her to, to like be my girlfriend when we get back to, to Houston. Oh. I think this is like when it was like the first trip you guys had done together oh, then, yeah. while you were casually hanging Damn. out. And, I, and I'm just, I'll preface it by saying I love Taylor now. Yeah. And I look at her as a, as a, as a close friend. And we mean you and if, or if I visit and I'm the third wheel, it's you and Taylor, all good. If Julie's there, even better because they mm-hmm. get along well too. But at first I was hesitant, and I, I, I give Taylor shit a lot. Say, oh, nah, nah, you know, at first I didn't really like you, but you, yeah. grew, you grew on me. Maybe I was a little like, 
protective because like you know you're my friend and I was like I know Max has his options. I'm you're doing sure. the shit test on like guys do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, was, I was gatekeeping for yeah. it. Yeah, I was. You want to make sure that like this yeah. is like the right girl for your your boy. And she was a pageant girl, which like maybe I had like certain thoughts like me too. Is she gonna be kind of like annoying because of that or like have like a certain personality? But yeah. she's um no, she's a cool girl. I like her. But I preface that by saying, when I knew you before Taylor, mm-hmm. you were sleeping with different women, mm-hmm. and you had your options because you have clout. You're a good-looking guy. You know, you build yourself up physically. It's the only compliments I'll ever give you. <laughs> <laughs> you're already taking them to heart. But you were also, like, very against... Um, I know the previous girl you dated, like, it didn't end that well. I think you're kind mm-hmm. of just distrusting of women and also distrusting of, like, them maybe being interested in your clout or, or your or your money. So, like, I know... It was every time I asked you this in the past, like, no, nah, it's just different with Taylor. I can't explain it. W- what was different? You need to explain it to me. I definitely had my reservations about girls in general because, ev- you know, I when I was single, I was single max and enjoying my life, you know, and I would always there would just be certain things that I would experience when 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 talking to other girls that I was like, wow, like, is this what girls are like? You know, I'd have girls that would DM me about one to hang out and I'd like look at their page and scroll down. I'd be like, do you have a boyfriend? And they'd be like, well, like, why does it like, like what? I'm like, there's a guy on your page. And I was like, are you dating someone right now? They're like, they're like, why does that matter? Like they would like ignore it. I'm like, is this what girls are like? Like girls are flirting with me in their DMs while they're in a relationship that they kind of hide. And they're like saying, oh, we're gonna like break up soon and stuff. And, the, and the, it's, hy- the hypergamy. Yeah. And it was mm. just something that bothered me a lot because yeah. I just thought that ev- every girl that I would talk to mm. had these giant red flag things. And I just kind of categorized all women as, oh, this is how they all are. And it's just, I was talking to the wrong girls. And I, for the longest time, absolutely never believed in, you know, uh, soulmates, mm. love at first sight type of thing. But I, I don't know what it was about Taylor. And, and it's actually interesting. Whenever I talk about Taylor, people always give me like, oh, this, this simp guy, he's just, he's being like, you know, uh, just overrun with emotions and he's locked into one girl and this is going to end you, so you, badly. You got to explain it to us. I, I can help you out because to me, it seems like you saw things in her that, that like, she had a healthy family life. She wants to actually like build a healthy family together that you had no reservations. She was like sleeping around with other guys. Yeah. It, 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 throughout my entire time, even when I was back in college, every time I would talk to a girl, I would in my head be like, I either think or know she's saying the same shit to other guys, mm. right? Like saying, you know, flirting with other guys, whatever. And so Taylor and I, our first date was on Halloween. Uh, 2020? Twenty. 20. No, so, right. When 2021. The, so, a year after the pandemic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, almost two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we had, we went to a Mexican restaurant, and we had, our date was, now, what do you say? Date should never last. First date should never last for how long? Well, that's the next thing I was going to get into, because your dating style, I disapprove of. Oh, oh, I'm complete opposite. Yeah. I went on the first date with Taylor. We were at that restaurant for four hours. But, four but, but, hours. But I would say this is also an example of, like, top 1% man, high value man. I still don't like using these terms, but, like, you can get away with some things because you have you're already like kind of like pre-approved. You have like the social proof and the status, so you can get away with doing things that aren't optimal. Like it's not optimal to go on a four-hour, five-hour first date. It's not. It's not optimal yeah, to, for to me, do it to do a I, dinner I date where you're sitting there the whole time. It's, it's not optimal. I don't think about that like that. I don't think about this like game plan or whatever. It's just like if but it's about well, like the optimal structure though. But what's going to lead us to have the highest chance of us having like a fun, you know, casual time where we actually get to know each other on a good level? 
I think it was like for me, if if it's going well and we're conversing and it's like I can tell that she is reciprocating the the enjoyment of the experience as much as I am. Let's just keep it going. Like, why cut it short? And be like, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, yeah, I'm gonna cut it off. Make you want me more. You know, I, I'm not like that. Well, but dating is a game. Even when you look at like animals, dating is a little. bit I of get a game. it, but I've, ne- I've never played by this game, and I can go deep into how I would like pick up girls back in the day because I didn't. Um, <laughs> well, I, I didn't. This is before clout, before yeah, money, before yeah. any of that, and it's hard to explain until until you experience it, and it's it's like when you know, you know, and after. Just the things Taylor said, the way she carried herself, the way she talked, her like vocabulary, the um, the the topics she was bringing up, the way she was, you know, answering my questions and having discussions. I was like, this is unlike every girl. Like she's smart, educated, beautiful, logical, you know. And I learned more about her family. And I was like, I, I, you know, even before I met her family, I loved the idea. I was like, oh, your parents have been together for thirty-seven years. You, like, I think that's always the number one green flag you can find in a girl. Yeah. Um, now obviously, it's important for a guy, too. And again, with, with your dad dying for you, yeah. it was like not the same. But like when you see a girl whose family is like at least the parents have stayed together, but like she's still in contact and close with the family. That's like now she wants to replicate that. Yeah. And, and I think with Taylor. So so we went on the first date two days later, two days later, she she came over. We watched a movie. Uh, then the then on the third date, she's like. I'll choose it. And she goes, why don't you, me, and your dog, are now our, our dog, dude, like, let's go to Galveston, like, a, an hour and a half away to the beach, and let's go, like, walk the dog on the beach and get, like, food. And I was like, I've never had a girl, like, be like, let's go on a little trip. Let's go do, do something together away. And, like, I was like, whoa. It just threw me off. Well, and- no, but so she was also, so this is another, these are all green flags yeah. that you haven't communicated to me before. We're like, she was also, like, where a lot of girls, like, play the really hard to get game or mm-hmm. even if they're like even if they're doing it with the high value guy and they're like artificially trying to like make themselves seem really like uh scarce she was like investing into the relationship up front and not yeah. trying to hide yeah i got the vibe from taylor that she was not superficial ditzy dumb but she was investing your time and contributing to like yeah a thousand like percent hangouts. and, and I, I think it's it's again it's, it's something you can't explain until you experience it mm-hmm. is she gave me this like pure vibe like just the way she talked the way she talked to me i just got this like innocence and purity and like there's a lot of guys be like yeah that's the trick they do to get you like whatever then they just want to get your money but i'm telling you and, and it's weird because i always hype taylor up yep. in my videos my last cancun video i'm putting videos of you know the songs saying like i'm so in love with you and people be like no i was like i think it's just Simp. yeah I, th- I think in this world it's like a weird thing for a guy to be really in love with with their girl and show that to the world. And they look at that as a sign of weakness and you're just hyping this up and you're going to be destroyed. I was like, no, I just, I feel this way about this girl and I don't give a fuck who knows it. But here's the thing. And this is actually something Fresh and um, Fit said to me. Myron and uh, Fresh Prince CEO. <laughs> God, that's fucking terrible. Good sip. <laughs> the difference is you chose this path. This path wasn't pressured on you. You didn't do it out of scarcity of not mm-hmm. having options. Yeah. You didn't do it because Taylor was like, I'm going to leave your ass if you don't like commit to me. Yeah. Like you, you chose to be with her. Mm-hmm. You chose to invite her to move in with you. Most guys, that's, most guys don't do things out of choice. And I think that is usually the deeper problem. You do it out of like loneliness or scarcity or the yeah, girl bro, pressuring you. Bro, all, all, but that's a huge, no, that's a huge difference though, bro. That's you making the decision on your own that you want this rather than it being like, 
Yeah, but people people use these like analogies and these use all these like logical like I don't think of the world like that. I don't think of like okay, I'm deciding she's gonna move in with me. I just don't think like that. And I, and well, it's, I not, it's not it's not that it's like a power trip. It's no, the, but it's a, the like it's the like you consciously made these decisions. Yeah, but I I think what I think the damage that it does in the in the world of men is it makes it feel like if you don't have the ability to do that, like then you're gonna go down the bad path. Like it's it's gonna be terrible for you. Like if you don't have this like money and status, then you are gonna get run over by girls. And you know, I've been dealing with all this shit all the time. I get comments till still to this day, after a year and a half of her being in every video, like, talking to the talking to the camera, showing her personality, me like showing everything we do for a year and a half, I still to this day be like, she wouldn't be with you if you we didn't have money. And I'm like, what? Yes, and, but but here's the thing. If people are like, do you think she'd be with you if you weren't status? I was like, well, probably not because I wouldn't be in the position to have even met her. That'd be like saying like, do you think David or, or, or Christian would be friends with you if you weren't successful on YouTube? Like, well, probably not because my life would be different. Yeah, no, no, I no, I agree with you on that. I would have never crossed paths with these people. Well, no, I agree with you on that. And and your status and your money is attractive. And, well, no, a thousand percent. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah it does it's the part, fact- It's part of who you were when she met you. And it's not, that doesn't- if it was she was only with you for that, that's the issue. Yeah. But if it's part of the whole Max well, the, package, well, the, the roles would be reversed. It'd be like, be like, do you think Max would be with you if you weren't like w- attractive, well spoken, and like w- a traditional girl? Be like, well, probably not. Like, no. Like, uh, it, it's a bo- it's a bonus, right? Like, but it's, I, so that's just being real. Yeah, you're just yeah. Being real. Be like, yeah. yeah. If I was a girl, I I would be like, oh, the guy's attractive, has social status. You know, he's he's uh, financially secure. I would be like, yeah, that does is very attractive to me. No, of course. It shows that you can provide. She's yeah. someone who wants a family. She knows you can provide for the family. Like, Here's the thing, though. Yeah. I, th- I think, actually, I, I'm certain if I lost everything today, yeah. I would, Taylor would be with me for the long haul. Okay, because I was going to ask, how do you know that just people, and I get the same shit with Julia, they're yeah. like, nah, but she's a gold digger. If this guy lost his money, she'd be gone next week, bro. Bro, th- so how, how, do you, how do you know that? It's, it's one of the things that I can't explain. It's like, if, if you... If you were a fly on the wall and saw the way that Taylor talks to me, talks about me, talks, you know, Sarah's experiences with me, the way she wants to be with me at all times, like she she's in love with me. Like she she is so 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 in love with me. You're blind, bro. You're gonna, I know. You're gonna get train wrecked. You know, I, what I, a, I, I, no I, no. Well, I'm gonna say one thing. Yeah. Not to pump your tires. I'm giving you too many compliments. But me and Julie often talk about people we know who are in healthy relationships. And outside of you and Taylor. There's no one I can say definitely, and that's partly because I lived with you guys for three months. We hang out all the time, so yeah. I have, like, insight. But no, no, those are things that, like, Taylor has your back all the time. She contributes whenever she can to help you with content or business stuff. She's 100% down all the time to do anything that I need to— To help support you in the mission. Anything, anything. Yeah, and it's the same with Julie. With and no it, kickback. And it's hard to find that, and that, and that's the answer, I think. That's how you know that she's not just yeah. with you for the Taylor's money. never asked me to buy her shit. Taylor's never asked Taylor's never asked me to spend money on her. Taylor will actually give pushback if I spend— Too much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were at the, like, we were at the, uh, the Gucci store, and I bought these Gucci slides, and I was like— I think it'd be cool if we had like a matching pair. I was like, I want to get, I want to get Taylor pair, and she had like a lot of pushback. She's like, no, like I don't like, you don't need to do that. Like absolutely not. It wasn't just like, baby, oh my god. <laughs> I think a lot of guys when they see a guy who's like in love and has a good healthy relationship, they're so much like they're like, no, you need to be on edge at all times. You need to, you need to always understand that you know that she could be secretly talking to other girl yeah. or guys or and it's it, it's wild, man. Well, 
you are successful. And that's why even if you lost the money, like you're still the same person. You built yourself into this person mm-hmm. that's attractive to women. That makes them feel secure. And if a girl feels secure with a guy, well, now she's going to be able to sacrifice everything else to help that guy because she like she believes in you, right? And that's the problem I think a lot of guys who haven't developed themselves yet have. When you're early on your journey, and I know you dated other girls before, and I dated other girls before Julia, but when you're early on your journey, girls aren't as like bought. And, this, and I know you don't love like red pill things, but I think this is also a fact. Girls aren't like as bought in if you're not as high value of a guy. They're not as bought in because they don't feel as safe yeah. and secure for their long-term future with you. And that's where her hyper- hypergamy becomes a thing. And that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean girls always going to want the next best thing, but I think the, the the truth behind that is like if a girl doesn't feel like that secure with you or that safe for you you to be able to provide for the future, and that's not only financially. I've, I've never actually been with any girl. I've dated I've dated a handful of girls throughout my you know yeah. you know since college or high school, and I've never been in a relationship with a girl who's I've ever been like yeah she always wanted me to like do expensive things buy buy buyers. I've never been with a girl like that ever, not even remotely close. And no, but the, no, but. I'm just saying there's less buy-in on the girl's part if you if you haven't developed yourself in these ways. Correct. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'll get the comment. Because, because there are a lot of other options yeah. out there, right? And then when, if like Taylor finds you, like, yeah, she could like and the same thing with Julia. You know, Julia could find a taller guy than me. She could probably find a guy who makes more money than me, who's a little bit more attractive than me. Mm-hmm. But like it's not just these stats. Like, right? There's obviously then there's that obviously those things help the girl have the buy-in to a certain degree. But then beyond that, it's also like, okay, now you have a fucking connection with this yeah. person. You guys share the same vision. You guys well, are on the same journey. Something together. that I've talked about on some previous podcast is when they, when they bring up like my social status, financial success and whatnot about, you know, me having a girl, it almost seems like unless you got a girl, let's say like Julia that was with you before you had all this rise, yeah. then whenever a man becomes successful, no matter what girl you find, yeah. the only reason she's going to like you is yeah. because of your status. And if that's the mindset, yeah. Then it's like, then who am I supposed to find? I, I do think. Who it, am I supposed to date? I do think it's no. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, I do. Well, that's th- why you need multiple women, dude. Because you, at any moment you need to be able to ditch one and go with the other. All right. So, well, someone asked me. He said, or, or stated this, I guess. Like, and I agree with it to an extent. Like, a man, if he was able to sleep with other women, and his his woman was genuine, genuinely okay with it he would always exercise that option. But we kind of already talked about this because the woman deep down is never going to be genuinely okay with it. And it hurts the intimacy with your main partner. I brought, so I, we kind of already talked about that. I did a Q&A with Taylor that goes up very, yeah. very soon. In that, one of the questions was, yeah. who is your like celebrity hall pass? That's like a common kind of thing, right? Yeah. And when that came up, the question is like, oh, like who is my celebrity hall pass? I'd be like, no one. Like I wouldn't think it's right for her. I wouldn't think it's right for me. It's wild these people. Like yeah. I have... Like, and this might be like, oh, Max just saying that because he wants to make sure she's happy. Like, I have zero interest in ever sleeping with another girl again. I have zero interest with seeing what else is, like, nothing. I wouldn't say I have zero interest in it, but I I would say I have the self-control to realize it would hurt the intimacy between me and Julia, which would then hurt the development of our kids. I see a really hot girl. It crosses my mind. It would be fun to have sex with her. Like, that crosses my mind, but but again... (laughs) I can I have the discipline to be like yeah but then that would that would be like a momentary dopamine chase correct that would, that would then lead to a negative longer term uh, well the you know way, what I'm saying the way I look at it is like look if there was a if like if the if there was a reality that like oh yeah I could just go over and sleep with that girl and Julia would literally nothing would change I would do it but that's a fucking fantasy world bro like that's not how the world yeah. works I I, I think it's kind of like uh, you know when I was single for ten years I got everything out of my system 
I had my, I had my, I lived my single so, so world. So do you think that that's important for guys to do? Yes. To sleep with. It, it, it's, it's not about I, sleeping I, with a certain amount of women. It's, it's not about that. It's just, it's truly the, as lame as it sounds, it's about finding yourself. It, it's not understanding about, what type of girl you want and don't want. So I, th- I do think you do have to sleep with some number of women. I'm not going to say, put a number on it and say it's 37, but I, th- I do think you need to, let's say at least 10 to 20 women you should have slept with. Just, th- just to have experienced different types of women. I think after, you know, I think everyone has potentially, or maybe maybe there, there's not, you know, had a one-night stand, right? You, 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 you meet someone attractive, you, you have, you know, you have your fun, and the next day after, you know, yeah. the, you have the clarity, and you're yeah. like, okay, I'm moving on. Yeah. And I realized that the, it's, it's, it's nothingness. Yes. It's, it's nothingness. And I would never, and I, I'm not even talking about, like, the fantasy world, but, like, that's why about... You know, even b- about being no, monogamous. It, no, it's a, it's a, it's a bust of a nut. It's a quick dopamine release that's like satisfying for a matter of seconds. Yeah, yeah. seconds, right? <laughs> and and for, and for me, but like, it's like I would never, I would never put uh, my what I have with Taylor or you know what I have with someone yeah. in jeopardy for that quick dopamine hit. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Period. I think we agree on that. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit of the nuance, and that's why podcasts are great. Right? You can get a little bit more of the nuance. To be like, honest, yeah. I actually this may be a hot take. Is is I I don't want to say I I look down on or even I, I, it's not the phrase. It's not like I like, lose respect, but I look at a man different if I know they're not monogamous to the girl they're with. Well, if a girl if the girl is agreed to it, no, I'm, no, I'm if, if, they, if they don't know, if they're just like I well, I then cheat cheating on, my, on her. Yeah, but but like I, I don't I don't think that's cool. I don't think no, that's I, like manly. I, like no, I I would look down on people who yeah. cheat. If you if you're open with your girl about it, and you say, hey, look, I'm still gonna from time to time sleep with other women. You're my main girl, and she says, okay, I don't love it, but I agree to it. I'm not gonna lose respect for that guy. Yeah, I don't. I'm gonna question the long term viability of the relationship. Percent. Yeah, but if it's a guy who's saying, no, babe, don't worry, it's just you, and then he is sleeping with other girls. 100% I'm going to look at them differently. Yeah. Because you're now like, I, how can I trust you in other things? Right? I, I would, I, yeah. I, I separate, I kind of distance myself from those people. And yeah. it's, it's more like, it's yeah. like, and I can be in the same situations as those guys. And I know I'm, I'm not doing shit. I know I'm good. Yes. So it's not like if, if. No, it's, it's not, it's not, and it's not like you're evil, but it's like some party is a shitty person. Some party is a shitty person. Yes. Because it's weak it, and you're doing something that you know is going to hurt someone else, but you're like prioritizing this momentary because pleasure. Because in my head, I'm other. like, if you ever want to cheat, be single. Be like single or wa- set that boundary and yeah, have the girl, yeah. like, which again. Which was weird because that would never cross my mind. Like yeah. in my mind, it's either just break up. I like th- that thought never comes to my mind. Be like, yeah, just have the conversation because I don't think that's normal at all. It could, it could work. I said before kids, maybe, but, or if you're just trying to have, I like, think if I you want to, if you want to have sex with other people, break up, be like, send it, even, even, yeah. as shitty as this would be before you do it, but like, we're breaking up and then, you know, let her then well, hate I'd, you I'd, res- I'd respect you a lot more for that. Yeah, yeah, I'd respect you a lot more. For yeah, it, it's yeah, even as shitty as that would be, I just think that no, no, I think yeah. cheating is shitty, and I think it's yep. not just like the moment that this happens that it's cheating. I think the the moment that there's like an intense, mm-hmm. like, like you you're now you're not just like talking to some girl who you happen to talk to. You're like now the now logistically because cheating doesn't just happen like oh I just like fell into it. It's like no, at some point you had to make the conscious decision that like I'm gonna ask this girl to come back to my hotel room or she's. Or if you're the girl, this guy asked me to come back to the hotel room, and I knew where that could lead, and I still like went along with it. Like, cheating doesn't just happen. That's the thing. Like, multiple like percent. steps happen to get. I, you. I, no, I think even promiscuity is it. You don't have to physically sleep with someone. No, DMing. for me to relieve for me to relieve a relationship. No, if if I knew that Julie was DMing some guy one on one, that's cheating. I'm done. No. Yeah, and and, and, this, and, and, and I and I would hold myself to that same standard. One thousand yes, percent. I at at any moment, I could be. I at any moment. 
Taylor could go through every single, you could try looking in through my phone for everything. And it's not because it's, there's deleted. There's not because there's, you know, some secret folder, some secret app that's locking shit. Um, from the day that I went on that date with Taylor yes. on, there is not a single flirty, prom- promiscuous text, any, anything, period. I th- well, I think, period. And I, I, and I know I think, that Taylor's the same way. But I think this is a black and white thing. I think some people are able to make that commitment yeah. and not second guess it. I think other people, they, they think there's a gray area, and those are not people who are going to be in healthy relationships. I just, I just, men d- and women, yeah, both. Yeah, I just, no, for me, no, for me, as soon as I commit to someone, I've never cheated on anyone. I've never thought about mm-hmm. cheating on anyone. I just, I feel, I feel that, yeah, it's like if you want to be, if, if you want to be single, be single. And I, it, it sucks that in this day and age, yeah. that when men or even myself, because I get a lot yeah. of hit, because again, I don't see a lot of guys like hyping, like, glowing about their girl on a regular no, basis I, like I'm me a, i'm and, the only guy in the red pill manosphere space and that's why i always get grilled in it every time yeah. i talk to anyone it's I'm the only one that, who like it's weird that like i'm proud of it I'm yeah, happy. yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like i don't care for what, what yeah. you call me a simp i don't care for what, yeah. what you think I, I i'm like i am so happy i'm so content and i'll tell you till i'm blue in the face and if you're how not happy I and am. if you're not gonna be proud enough to like be with your girl then you're not at the place either it's not the right girl or you're not at the place mentally to like to commit to one person that's fine yeah but then don't do it and then cheat on them all right Speaking of weak ass people, <laughs> I got some some hate comments. And by the way, oh, I could not find any hate comments on Max. On, That's because uh, I hide them all on my channel. Well, I do the same thing, and I get a lot of hate comments. I couldn't find any on YouTube, but there's a Gymshark Reddit, and I uh, found bro, this. Reddit is the not, not Reddit because I've never. I don't even understand how you read Reddit because the thread it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big forum guy, but yeah. I, the, the way that Reddit's set up. But I think Reddit's like another world on these like drama forums. That yeah. is, it's a sad place, bro. Sad place. Yeah. No, I think um, at one point, it's, it's you never see the hater, right? The haters never have the profile picture. Mm-hmm. There, but the one time it was actually me and the homie Dave, and there was one really aggressive hate comment. And this when the homie Dave was he was visiting or something, and I showed it to him, and he said, "Yo, I know that guy. That guy went to uh, to high school or to college with me." Mm-hmm. So, and this is when I've got I think the first true glimpse of what like a hater was. So then Dave showed me his Instagram profile. And it just looked like the saddest, the saddest person ever. Yeah. It's like photos of himself with like a cat or something, you know, just like by all like weird, like dark selfies. And Dave told me he was just a, a really, really like odd. Bro, I think, guy. I think it goes true with the like, you'll never meet a hater that's doing better than you. No. He yeah. comes from below. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, anyone that's, I wanna see anyone that's read it's like, let's compare our lives. I'm not talking about like who has more money. I'm just like, let's compare our lives okay. as a whole. Let's no, compare. They're, no, they're miserable people. Yeah. They're miserable people. And they're real. They're really. Was, I, this I, the way I found this. I searched how to be Reddit one day. I think I was just like, I don't know. I was like with Julia. I like laying on the couch one night. And I was yeah. like, oh, I wonder like what people have said don't, about me on there. Yeah. I, I don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do well, it. Well, I'm gonna read you a few because I I searched Max Trini Reddit and it took <sighs> oh me to the same gym shark. All right, give me just quick thoughts on some okay. of these. Taylor wants that marriage done before any sour strips acquisition deal starts coming up. Oh, so. I, it's it's one of those things people are viewing a relationship from an outside perspective and thinking that they know everything about it. But they're also cheering for your demise. I know. Yeah, and I'm saying like they're 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 viewing it and going like, yeah, no, they, yeah, they may look happy as fuck. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. I hope they get married and then he sells sour chips and then she divorces his ass. Like yeah, it takes all this fucking money. But who's my like what? It's a it's 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 sad individuals, dude. Doesn't this guy talk about dumping stupid amounts of money 
into a Jeep and he bought a 15K bracelet for his girlfriend. This is exactly why I roll so many business owners complaining about money and taxes. I'm sure that 1K box strap is going to break the bank. Box strap. I don't know what they're saying. First of all, that Cartier bracelet was $7,000, not $15,000. And, you know, you know, if I want to get cocky and fucking snap back at some of these people, be like, do you understand that's fucking pennies to me? This fucking, this is like this bracelet. So it's like, first of all, don't worry about my finances and stuff like that. And it's like, and, and for me, it's, it, it blows my mind that people think when like buying gifts or buying and celebrating love, celebrating whatever with something nice that you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't freak out if someone bought someone a, a nice dinner. People are at different points in their lives, bro. Like people at different points in their lives were like, no, for someone to buy a $25 million yacht and they're worth 200 million. Well, guess what? That's the same as someone who has uh, $20,000 in their bank account going and buying a, vac- a, a, a plane ticket mm-hmm. to go to Cancun. Yeah. You know, I, I had a, uh, I had a, one of my friends who's real rich, like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And I, I would always, he'd buy like these, like these crazy expensive, like penthouses and stuff. And I'd be like, damn, that's so much money. He's like, he's like, look, I'm, I'm explaining this to you in like kind of a way for you to understand. He's like, <laughs> you're broke. I'm he, not. He's essentially, he's like, he's like, look, it's like when you when you go to the store and like you know buy a bottle of water, right? You don't think twice about it, right? And you're like it's two bucks. I'm like I'm like yeah yeah yeah. He's like all right. When you go to the airport and buy the same bottle of water, it's like it's like nine bucks. You're still like this is a little bit more money, but like but like you know like why is it more expensive? But like you don't sweat about it. He's like when I buy this like ten thousand dollar a month like uh, penthouse, he's like that's like the two dollar bottle of water for me. It's like it's it's relative yeah. to your income. Yeah. But I think it's weird for anyone to judge how people spend their money. Fucking piece of dried dog shit. I hope he loses everything. Scumbag Max dog shit tuning. <laughs> Maybe laugh actually. Bro, you, you know, I guess, I guess the, the thing that blows my mind the most is. But, but imagine the guy typing that comment. I just, it's some guy. It's like, I, what adjectives do I want to fucking use? You have to hate your life so much. You got to be such a loser. And there's no, like, look, I can get that, like, if you watch my videos, I, I hype up my personality. I kind of like am a little louder. And when I'm, you know, people despise and I do the shot when I'm like, and they're like, why the, why the fuck does he take these shots if he hates me? He's such a fucking annoying. And it's just like, like, how could you watch me? I feel like I'm the most positive, energetic, happy, smiling, goofy guy on the internet. And for someone to say that, I'm like, what? Me? It's wild. Like, what could you, I, I get, I'm not, maybe not your cup of tea. I'm probably a little too energetic for most people, but like. You, but you. I, I, I just I hate how he I hate how he bought his sister a fucking car and like does all these nice things and 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 you know drives a fucking Jeep instead of a Lambo like fuck well, this guy dude. Well, I know a lot of influencers and so do you and I don't know if I know any that are just more open. Uh-huh. You're just, you're very this yeah you have a weird personality and you exaggerate on camera but like you're just very open. I mean I would say maybe I'm the only other person that's like kind of just as open as everything very that happens in my life. Yeah, yeah. And then you then we get like. Then we get shit on because, like, I tell people that whatever I take TRT or mm-hmm. or that I'm building a couple houses, or whatever it is. And it's like, what? You're gonna mad at us for like being honest with people? Well, the the thing is, when I do a lot of things, let, let's take Brian Taylor that Cartier bracelet, okay? Fifteen k, fifteen k, fifteen k. Like, first of all, that's the cuff. It's cheaper than the regular love bracelet, okay? Um, when I when I do anything, I film it. I've, I film my life. I vlog. I vlog everything. Yep. So why wouldn't I just show everything? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I show the things, uh, gifts that I buy for someone? It's not, 
I'm not out of nowhere showing shit that I buy. Guys, I show literally everything. I show me getting my ingrown toenail surgery. Yeah, so have you noticed, because I've noticed I've gotten a lot more hate the more successful I've become. And and people are like, he's just flexing now. He's just trying to show us his car, his houses he's building. It's like, bro, when I was living in a 400-square-foot apartment in Boston driving a bicycle around, I showed you guys that too. Mm -hmm. It's just that this is what my life is now. People want you to, they're rooting for you. Do you want me to go back to the 400-square-foot apartment in Boston? People are rooting for you to be successful until you get successful. I think it's okay if you're like one or two steps above people because they're like, oh, that's motivating. I'm, I'm leveling up with Max. I'm leveling up well, with Max. He, and it, then it's like three years later and he's still at the same spot. And now Max has sour strips. He's, 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 he has this huge house. He's got this yeah, girl he and, loves. And, and, and he's like, well, you need to go back. Bro, if you extrapolate my whole world on YouTube, I've, I've uploaded you know multiple times a week, shown everything in my life for the past 10 plus years, right? So... If, if I showed, you saw me driving, fixing the radiator and the air conditioning in my Jeep myself in my old trap house days. You saw me literally buying protein six months at a time so I could afford it and put it behind my TV, my driving my car with my sagging headliner. Then you saw me start these businesses, grow these businesses, stock the shelves at the stores of these businesses, show me installing the racks in myself in the warehouse, and then I buy something nice. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm able to buy nice things. Look at where I started. It's not like this, I'm just like this trust fund baby that came out of nowhere. You see me start from the bottom. You see me work my ass off. You see me be single for eight, nine, 10 years. And when I find a girl, when I'm 30 She's years fake. old. She's cheating and, and again, yeah. Money. And it's like, yeah, you know, guess what? I'm, I'm going to get married in the relative near future. I'm going to get have kids in the relative near future. And they're like, they're rushing along and be like, guys, I'm fucking 33 years old. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Like it's time. Right, this is the last one. The last one I'm gonna do. Yeah. Because me and you are both getting worked up. I used to like. I want to meet the. I want. I. I want to know what these people look like, man. Well, this guy's name is these hips. They don't lie. I used to like Max, but he is getting worse and more annoying with each passing day. I don't know if it's just the company he keeps. I guess that reflects on me. Fuck. Or, or he just growing, or just growing insecurities about his following that he's trying to be relatable, but just comes off as a dick most of the time. This is what kind of we just. I'd be like, give me prime, prime examples. I want to be like, I need to know prime examples, man. I it, it's it's it, it. I guess it. A lot of these, they don't get to me, but I guess they they bother me more than they should, because I try to. I'm like, if if there's anyone out there that's like a man of the people, that's a regular dude that has shown you the growth over the years, not really hid anything, and is like shown you from not making shit to being successful and finding a girl that he likes. I'm like, I'm one of you guys. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm an underdog. I'm, I made it in the fitness industry with the way I look, bro. I'm serious, man. Like look at all these people, you know, how long I've been getting ragged on for how pathetic I look. I look the same. My strength progress hasn't, you know, grown. I have these skinny ass legs. I became, you know, now times have changed, but like I, I've, I'm one of the top people in the fitness industry. Me, and I try to show people, I'm like, if anyone can do, if, if I can make it, anyone can make it, man. I wasn't gifted with the genetics. I wasn't gifted with, you know, the most motivational way that I do things. I'm goofy as fuck. I'm annoying. I, I, I built my life, and I've shown you every step of the way. And for people still to be like, hate on me, I'm like, me? Yeah, no, it, no, it, gets, me, it gets me mad. I feel like we have the right to be mad about these comments. Even there's another one, you ready? This, was, this one is on my, on my channel, but I think it embodies this whole thing. It was when I was, I don't know if I was talking about businesses or something, but the comment was, 
Yeah, but it definitely helps to have a big audience before you even started a business, my man. No shit. Yeah, and, and my response was, <laughs> honestly, that was the harder part. It's yeah. like, because you're trying to take away, you're trying to be like, yeah, you only made money with Edge or with the Beastly app because you had a following before. It's like, no, you're right. That, that, was, that was the X factor. But I spent eight years building the fucking audience, bro. That's, that's what I'm saying. That was the, mm -hmm. But that's, that's, that's they, 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 they make these, um, these weird rationalizations in their head. Mm -hmm. about why it worked for you and why it can't work for them. Because if, it, because, if, yeah. if, if, because if it's just, no, this guy worked his ass off for 5, 10, 15 years, that means that they could also do it if they just fucking shut up and, and, put, and just worked for hard for 5, 10, 15 years. But it's easier to be like, no, but he had that audience. That was why. I get all the time about, so where do you think the audience came from, bro? I know. <laughs> I, I get all the time of like, Sour Strips would never be successful if he didn't have this big, big audience. And I'm like, I agree with you. But I spent, I started Sour Strips in 2019. That means I spent seven years before that building my audience. So I was like, That's like telling LeBron James, Yeah, you made him a lot of money with that new like uh, Nike deal, but it's mm -hmm. only because you're the, the all star, like the fucking best, greatest player of all time. It's like, Yeah. But I've worked my ass out to become the greatest player of all time. I, I tell anyone, I'm like, I'm like, look, spend seven years building an audience, and you too can have an easy launch of a business. Like, you only had easy success with Sour Strips because you had this whole network of things. Be like, yeah, for seven years, I built that network. For seven years, I've put in the work. And again, I'm not one of these influencers that blew up overnight. I've been putting consistent content and elevating the quality of that content for a decade. A fucking decade. Well, that's why when people ask me for business advice, and I'll give what I can, but I'm like, look, to be honest, I'm not some like, I mean, and both of us have a lot of business experience, and we know a lot about a lot of different mm -hmm. things, but like, they're like, oh, it's like the easiest way for me to start a business in 2023. I'm like, look, bro, I started, I started my business back in 2014 writing blog posts, mm -hmm. and like, it, over the years, it developed to have the audience to where now I have, yeah, like you're saying. Anyway, so I, I, I can never, whenever someone's like, but how do I quickly launch a business in 2023? I'm like... Don't ask me because I didn't quickly launch a business I ever. I really don't know the shortcut to like, you know, crazy success. I just, I know it worked for me. And again, you know, no one would want to do what I did because I'd be like, okay, for, at minimum, I need you to work for two and a half years. Let's say even social media to, to, to build an audience. Like, all right, for two and a half years, I need you to make four videos a week while working a full-time job. Okay? And actually putting effort in. Yeah, your videos weren't just like, but some people, they're like, yeah, but man, I've been uploading for two years. And if I do click on their channel, it's like, yeah, but man, the, the video you uploaded yesterday, it's actually like objectively worse than the video you uploaded a year ago. Yeah. Like there needs to be a progression. You yeah, need to you, be getting better. You can look at any one of my videos, especially, you know, starting like six years ago yeah. and on or five years ago going on. And you can, there's not a single person that can look at my content, your content and understand that they're just, we're just like throwing clips together. Be like, there's thought with these. There's there's thought process, creative creative background to it. If you guys there's, could be a fly on the wall when oh me and Max are hanging out, it's it's obsessive compulsive YouTube yeah, talk. It, it's a disorder, bro. I mean, <laughs> we're like, oh, like we'll just be sitting at, at dinner and be like, dude, I know, I, I know what I'm gonna say at the end of that. I, I I know I'm gonna start the next video. I'm gonna start the video. Like we're thinking about it 24 seven. Yeah, Max Max got here. We, our flight was delayed. So you got to you actually got to our apartment before we did. We were back from Italy, mm -hmm. and you're, you're like, you're gonna film a video of us. And I was like, yeah, but I, it's really stressing me out, man. Like I, I don't know what it is. We went to bed. It was like 1 a.m. I sat in bed from like 1 a.m. to like 3 a.m. Just like thinking of like the first few sequences of the video, mm -hmm. and then discussed it with Julia, and then discussed it with you, and then. Yeah. I think the difference is you can show you you can see in our videos that we care about the videos that we're putting out. I'm not putting it out to try to just sell shit, you know. Yeah, I, I do promos, right? But like, 
I put effort in my videos. I feel good about the content that I put out. I know that it's elevating. Nah, and bro, growing. you're just putting out 15 minute advertisements. I get that Fucking comment. 15. I get those comments. Yeah, he's put a 15 minute video for that one advertisement. It's like, pfft. bro, if I just wanted the sponsorship money, I would have put a six minute video together of me sitting talking with no editing on it and just put a sponsorship clip. You know, if anything, where people like look at my vlogs. And then I'd lose like, all my sponsors because the videos stop performing well. Bro, I, I, so a lot of my, I've not, a, not that often, but I'll get comments that are like, bro, your videos provide no value. And in my mind, I'm like, they're entertainment. Like the value is entertainment, but. No, but your videos provide value over the long term of following your journey. Correct. But one time, or not, like, every now and then, I would like be like, okay, I'm gonna make a whole video dedicated to a topic that's gonna be informative. I made a whole video and I thought it was excellent about the benefits of credit cards. And I, it was a vlog with a whole vlog is showing each process of why credit cards are beneficial. Yeah. I mean, going to the store and showing where I'm going to benefit from that. Yeah. The whole video is about yeah. how to maximize credit cards. 10 out of 10? Not only a 10 out of 10, but everyone was like, they're like, this, this seemed like a whole advertisement for a credit card company. I was like, okay. I give up. I give up. <laughs> I was like, this whole video was supposed to like, in, like yeah. educate people on why credit cards are good. Yeah, we were in different spaces because I give the a lot of the male self improvement advice. I'm like, I've always looked at my channel as a combo between like an Elliot Hulse and this. These are old school, like mm -hmm. an Elliot Hulse and a Casey Neistat, or an Elliot Hulse and a Max Tuning. Even that's always how I looked at it. YouTube's evolved a lot, man. And um, what do you, I, what are you thinking? Well, okay, here, what advice would you give to someone who wanted to start YouTube in 2023? You know, I, I for never, me it would be the same advice as always. Honestly, my advice wouldn't have changed much. I, I say everything is is do it because you you want to do it. Be consistent with it and continue to try to improve your quality. And I think it's like finding your own voice. A lot of a lot of early on mistakes I made, and you can go back and uh, watch. Where at the end of my videos, I would do these like talks in the parking lot where I'd be like motivational and relate it to lifting and like inspire in life. And it's because I would watch like Christian and other things, and I would try to, to be like, oh, I need to do that. I need to do that. So I have to go this in my videos. And it wasn't me. I show my motivation in life by other ways, not by motivational talks. You know, every now and then they, they kind of aspire, but I think... But I think at the beginning you have to copy other people because otherwise, like, how, are you gonna, you are. How, how are you going to make a 12-minute video if you've never made videos before because you don't have your own style yet? So I think you need to, like, copy, you need to, like, copy, like, I like this guy's channel. I like how this guy does this. I like how this guy does intros. I like this guy, how he edits the videos. I like how this guy talks. Mix them together. Well, and, yeah. it's, and it's a copy at first, but then if you upload two videos a week for six years, seven years, like, I have, like, you just start to find. I your think own in style. the in the initial, everyone needs to have something that is going to capture people because a lot of people just start off just vlogging their day, and I'm like, no one, no, why, like, why would someone care about your day? People came to my channel because I was the deadlift guy. I provided deadlift value, and then I started introducing my my personality. I would say if you want to be a vlogger, and you have the advantage that you had an audience now, and you can just keep vlogging. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you want to be a vlogger, you kind of probably would have to do what I'm doing now, where you have like mm -hmm. two uploads a week, where ones gets people in the door. Yeah, it's like titles that can that you'd click on it even if you don't care. Or even your older strategy, where you vlogged and gave tips throughout, throughout the, the thing. Day. Yeah, well, you know, like, you know what? I first started uploading those. It was all hate. It was like just give me the fucking tips, bro. I, I, I don't want to see your tacos. But see, I thought not only were you, I think, one, I don't know that whole space, but I think you actually were like. I never. That, seen I think that was the that. secret sauce that actually unlocked my audience. Oh, one thousand percent. Because it was, it was like you were sprinkling in your day, but throughout it had relatable things to a specific topic throughout. And where, I was a lot earlier on my grind then, mm -hmm. so I think the people who were watching it were like, again, this guy's the same level as me, or maybe he's one step ahead of me. And like, and I can actually, it's not just another guy. Like, yeah, yo, man, like we're gonna get jacked today. Yeah, and, and I think the last thing I'll say on giving advice to someone is. Whatever you're going through with like being uncertain about like maybe the purpose of your videos, the vision, stress about whatever, just know that 
any large creator you look at, they're dealing with the same thing on a different level. You know, you look at my videos and think that I'm just like, it's so easy for me. I'm filming kind of whatever, but I'm stressed all the time about what I'm shooting. Think a lot of times I doubt myself and I'll, sometimes I'll film videos and if there's not like a really important like business update or some sort of like overarching theme or something, and it's just a video about my day, I'm like, this video provided zero value. This is a pointless video. People are, congratulations, people are now dumber after listening to you, award you no points, and no, may God I have think, mercy on your soul. No, I think it's important to see because I think people really, especially in today's day and age, they glorify influencers. They glorify riches and women and cars and houses. But like everything's, sca- like I have the same levels of anxiety more or less I have now mm-hmm. than I had at the beginning. Yeah, I can afford to, to do more things, but like me and you also, and a lot, of, almost every successful successful person I've met on this journey they they like delay the gratification, right? Like you you need to always like create the environment that you feel like a bit stressed to get to the next level. Yes. If not, and we and by the same token, we also know people who have like had a little bit of success and then just like I'm gonna live the life now and it's fine. They can choose to do that, but those people that they then plateau. The moment that you're like, oh, I can live the life now. I've made it, and that's the mindset. I feel like you immediately just plateau unless you have so like we were talking about, unless you have twenty million in the bank and you're just earning interest on that. Yeah. No, I think because we know a lot of people. Who mm-hmm. have had massive momentum and then I think got comfortable and this and they're still good dudes. I, I think you can elevate a trade off. I think you should elevate your lifestyle as you so desire. But I think if you one for one elevate your life, you're gonna be in a bad spot. People people look at me and maybe think that, you know, my life is elevated a lot, but my life right now is not where it could be one for one if if I really wanted to spend some money and really wanted to show you how well I'm doing. But if again, we, if we wanted to ball out with because I don't, care, but it's all, whatever, I, like, I don't yeah. care. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't care. It and I also don't feel like I am at the point where I should be doing that stuff. No, we've rewarded ourselves more in recent years. Mm-hmm. We've, we've bought nicer things, but again, I feel guilty it's, it's about with, buying some shit sometimes. No, so do I. I got these Louis Vuitton shoes. I felt weird showing when I bought these designer shoes, yeah. and I'm not going to buy any more of those because I don't like them. But when I was showcasing, even in the video, like yeah. I'm, I'm actually anxious in because I like, I feel like it's showboaty. I feel like it's not authentic. I feel yeah. like people are going to perceive that I'm doing it just because yeah. I, I can go drop. I mean, it was like no, fifteen hundred dollars in shoes. Bro. I, I felt like it sounds it more extreme. Yeah. I, I felt like guilty and ashamed when I bought the Louis Vuitton shoes, and I'm, I, I like them. I needed that type of shoes. I, I wore them last night. But when I was at the store with them, now I was filming it. But even if I wasn't filming it, I felt like a little like weird, like mm-hmm. like a thousand bucks for some shoes, man. And then even then I filmed it and I was like, I honestly cut out almost the whole segment. I, I still left it in there because it was towards the end of a video. The video was kind of about the journey of finances. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's been a wild ride, man. And I mean, I'm, I'm 10 and a half years in this thing. You're seven, eight? Well, I started uploading in 2017, so that's oh. seven. But I started like the blog that was really like the the beginning of all this how to beast.com was probably 2014 so still nine years you're still one of the few people that i personally know that have the same level of like thought process into like their passion for it than anyone else i know yeah you and me are a unique breed like a unique breed no because we've both main while diving into the business side of things we've maintained the love for the content and i think most people when they dive into the business side there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but they maybe the love of the content wasn't that deep in the first I place. I haven't let my content slip. The more the more stress and busy I've made my life, I haven't let my content slip. No, me and you both say this, but I care more about YouTube. I think I'd rather my videos all get 100K plus views than make an extra half a million dollars I know. this year. And I've said it and it sounds so stupid. <laughs> it it is sounds stu- so stupid. It is stupid, but it's also why we are who we are and how we yeah. got here. 
Because like, like if we didn't value the content that much, like I yeah, I got into the content because I wanted to make dope videos, not because I wanted to be balling out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thousand percent. I like the do- I like the dopamine of like, feedback. There's nothing. That's why I hate sitting on videos. Because we're like, I don't like being ahead that much. Uh, yeah, I've gotten kind of far ahead lately. I know. But, 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 but now that I do the studio video, I can crank so many of those out. And it's great because I have not as yeah. much stress making the videos. But like the video we just filmed is that's going to go up when this goes up. It's like a eight-day delay or something. Well, for mine, it's more because I like put a lot of humor and dumb jokes and stuff. And when I put a video out, and I'm when I'm because I, you know, we both edit our mm-hmm. vlogs. And like when I'm editing, I'm like laughing, like laughing at my, my jokes. And I'm in my head, I'm like, dude, people are going to fucking lose it when they see this. And I, I like, I want to put that out in the world. Not because I'm like, I want to be people like, Max, dude, you're so funny. But it's more of like, I want the same happiness that I'm like laughing at these jokes. I'm like, that's going to give that, that enjoyment and that laughter to other people. Do you who, still enjoy editing? Oh, yeah. I get lost in it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just want to like, I want to sit down at a time the dogs aren't like, or Julia's like not running around, which is another reason I'm ready for the house because I'm kind of editing in the dining room now. But I just want to edit for like, I want to have at least like a three hour space where it's just like me and Premiere Pro. No, for like, for, especially like, I, I only make vlogs. You make the sit down ones, which I understand. I don't edit those. those. Ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I understand that. Yeah. But even like, my vlogs, I will never give that up. I will never give it up. And and I like I have all the footage, and I like I do mine in kind of layers. Like you know, example, I've put all my footage out. I kind of get a rough timeline. But when I sit down and in, in the lab, you know, and go, I'm like, I'm gonna take all this footage and I'm gonna turn it into a, it's this. These are all clips. I'm about to make it into a video. Yeah. And and I and I'm like doing all these things and I change it and I love it. Yes. There's not one ounce of me because again, it's like uh, we film. We're editing in our head as we're filming yes, these clips. Yes. Every clip, we know exactly where that's going to go. We kind of know these transitions. We know if I can use this clip later on or earlier on. Yep. And it's like it makes, and that's why it's, it's, a, it's so a puzzle. easy for it's us. It's like a puzzle in our head. I tried to outsource it when I had Kevin. I, yeah, when I, he was working for me as a full time like videographer, it didn't work. It just didn't work. Or he'd mm-hmm. edit and have to do twenty revisions because like he just didn't have the same image in his head. And it's not that his editing wasn't good. It was like, it's I, like I, I spent more time revising. Yeah, the but video. you're a creative. You're not just a personality. That's the thing. It's like if if someone else edits your videos, you're never gonna think it's good enough because because you know how it could be. I wouldn't if you have done that transition it. like that. I wouldn't have done that. Yep. We're gonna have to change that. You're like, yeah, one thousand percent, bro. Yeah. So I, I I thoroughly. It's not just like. And again, I'm I'm I think I'm very fast at editing too. I think I'm very fast at editing. But I thoroughly enjoy the editing process. I'm never, especially for a vlog, I'm I actually get kind of bummed when a vlog for me is like low effort when there's not any transitions, B-roll, whatever, and it's just clip, clip, clip. Cause I'm like, I can edit in like 30 minutes and I'm like, nah, this is lame. But people love it. But for me, when the video has more of a depth to it and whatever. Drone shots, some music. Yep. Yeah, and just like transitions, you know, like it's all about the flow. One thousand percent. I I I love I love editing. Love it. I think when, yeah, I think that's when my videos, like when you start to like understand pacing, I think that's when you get to like unlock the next level of like, not for like a sit down video, but for like cinematic, like video making, when you can understand like pacing and be like, oh, okay, it gets a little boring here. We have to like shorten this up or something. If someone's, if someone has a really high edited video where they're a third person character in their own videos and it's like over the top editing, cause like, you know, there's someone else filming it. I'm like, that is so much, not that it's not like cool cinematic, whatever, but someone, it's less, uh, compelling for me to watch right it. for like you me people like again jesse wellens casey neistat those are so much more impressive to me than someone like that they had a a videographer follow to them for the day following them making them look like a, a movie like i and again it's sick yeah and it's stuff that you, you can't create while filming yourself yes but i think the jesse wellens you me casey neistat 
I think those types of videos where I know that they thought the scenes up, they edited it. There's something about knowing like, oh, he was driving that that motorcycle, that boat, flying the drone of himself, like mm-hmm. flying the drone, filming himself. Because like, I know what goes into it. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what goes into it. Know, when I see a shot that's really clever, I'm like... It's a one-man I, filmmaking crew, yeah. Yep, I like, And it gets stressful at times. And there's times when you wish you had someone else... T- to get a shot that you you can't really get or you wish the camera could move with it instead of being Julia gets frustrated with me at times because we'll be on vacation and I'll be like, nah, but this, like, it needs the shot. She's like, it doesn't need the shot. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm a little bit better now at like being like, okay, that's going to like detract from our vacation. But sometimes like, Ugh. and sometimes we need the f- drone to be right there. Sometimes you film a scene and you're like, they're like, I, I can't like this. I have to film this next scene because then the whole other clip, it doesn't work at all. So we love the creative process, dude. All right, so I'm gonna give you five words. Okay. Now, on your word association, first word that comes to mind. Wait, wait. Do you want me to just give a word response? Like, one, yeah, unless you were like, I would, people always start giving me sentences. No, no, I'll do one I'll, word. I'll do one word on your one word. You get, okay, five words. One of them you can give a longer response to if you want. Okay. All right, ready? I haven't thought of these. I've, I've been doing these off the dome lately. <laughs> like pickles. <laughs> Marbella. Beautiful. Drone. Necessary. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Can't live without it. Yeah. <laughs> Sour strips. Domination. Ooh. I mean, I think it already has dominated. We got a long we got a long runway to go, my friend. The future's big. I need to be seeing it all over Spain. Then I know it's true domination. Soon. You're already United States domination. We need worldwide domination. Mm. Money. Freedom. Yep, freedom to make choices. Last one. I should have said Lambos, (laughs) yachts, (laughs) jets. Last one. Private jet. Not for me. Yeah, I was gonna say not necessary. Yeah, yeah, not not (laughs) drone necessary. necessary. Private jet. I got my own aircraft already. It's called the the Mavic Air Two S. Yeah, yeah, that that's it, dude. (laughs) Nah, I, I don't know. You know. I think money is an interesting thing, man, and and you and you see people when you get to like the private jet and all that. But I, I like to think I still live a very I I live a great life. I do I I'm able to buy whatever I want whenever I want anything that Taylor would want. If Taylor wants, if Taylor was like I want a Birkin bag or something, I I, I don't know. But I'm just saying like I can I can buy whatever I need. I knew it. She's a gold digger. I <laughs> I can buy whatever I want. Yeah, but I still like to feel that myself that from where I'm, st- where I started to where I'm at now, I live a very humble life. I think, and again, I have a a really nice house. I do whatever I want, but of like, I still limit myself to buy shit because I feel like I don't deserve it. I feel like I I shouldn't because I feel like it's not me to buy these flashy things. I feel, you know, again, I've I said I don't have a I don't have a, a Rolex. I will never. I don't think I'll ever buy a Rolex. I might. I might. I know you're talking about it, but every watch I own has been Sarah watches that sponsored me. That's all I ever. Want. I just I yeah. never I never want to feel like I'm buying something to prove that I can buy something to people. Yeah, I want what what I buy is because I I want for myself, mm. and I'm not someone who wants to live this like super flashy life. And and don't get me wrong, like the house I keep talking about, the house I build. When I build that house, but that's for you also. Yeah, it's gonna be a fucking extravagant house. It's going to be a over-the-top yeah. extravagant house, but that's what I want to spend my money on. I'll be your house-building consultant. I got some 
some houses under the belt. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want a house in Austin, dude? You want a house in Austin? Well, and I do it, got one for you in Austin next month if you want that. Yeah. But it's it's, it's weird. I, I I hate when I say the word humble, people are like, oh, I'm fucking humble. Look at this fucking house and this shit. But like, nah. Well, Max, it was good having you in Spain. Thanks, I'm dude. I'm sad you're leaving tomorrow. I know. When you and Taylor are around, it's like it's real genuine friendship that, uh, I mean, obviously we share a lot of the same careers and passions, but I don't have too many friends that, I connect with maybe none other that I connect with on the same number of levels as you. Nobody on the YouTube game. That's what I'm saying. That's a different. That's a different level. Any, I, think, I think we keep ourselves in. We keep ourselves in check because again, no, I, if you got lazy, I'd let you yeah, know. I, I know that David's putting out quality <laughs> videos. You know, I'm like when I watch his vlogs, I'm like, I'm like all the shots. I'm like, I know, I know. He thought about this shot. Notice, like you got y'all don't even think about this shit when you watch like David's videos, for example. Like, look how quality the lighting is. Look how quality the exposures. You think that's by accident? That man has an ND filter setting the exact thing before he does it to make sure it's the perfect, well-lit, perfect colored, perfect sound. It's a, I mean, you get to optimize it. You can kind of systemize it as it goes on, but mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I remember I used to be so intimidated by the different settings on the camera, whereas now it's just like... You know, that's what I would tell everyone is, is, you know, if you're starting like a YouTube channel is learn how to do everything. Yeah, learn the camera settings because it's not that hard. It's intimidating at first, but also well, it's, it's going to give you so much value when you start your business. You know, yeah. yeah, we outsource product photos, but if push came to shove, we can shoot our own product we photos. We can shoot our own ads. Design the website. Want everything? Yeah, I got Edge Lights going live today. I yeah. just designed. I just but but with yeah. money, it gives you the time to freedom if you choose not to do that anymore. Yes. You can choose what you want to do yeah. or what you don't need to do. Yeah, it's it's like but but I I can do all these things. And if you're doing YouTube and your your shot is just like exposed well and colored well immediately. If I click on a video and I see that, sub, I mean, for me, maybe it's not subconscious, but most people subconsciously are like, oh, wow, this can be like a high value video. Like, yep. it's, it's sub versus if you click on one, like, it's overexposed. It, it, there's there's uh, no depth of field. Bro, it triggers me when people don't use a fucking microphone and it's just like echo and it's like they're in the house. I'm like, no. Yeah, you can't watch People it. do like a QA with yeah. just the, the in camera mic and I'm like, yeah. Blows my mind. I, we, we would never. No, no. <laughs> we would never. No, I can't watch those. I can't watch. I die inside. I'm, I told I told David I'm about to, I, I, I might post it, but I was like, I'm about to can a whole podcast because it didn't have the third camera angle. Well, I'm a, I'm a, we had a third camera angle, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. for the beginning of this one, but I'm a two camera angle guy. Even though once I, once we're in the new house, we'll have the third camera angle unlocked. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything you want to, I'm going to link your YouTube and your Instagram below. Anything else? Honestly, like, whatever, like, the only thing I try to plug is like, come over. Check out my YouTube channel. Hopefully, you fall in love with me. See what I'm doing, and you know, get involved with the things that I'm passionate about. I think you'll like it. It's essentially the same as David's, but with no actual tips or advice throughout <laughs> life, and uh, significantly more uh, immature jokes. You're a real one. I tried, bro. Oh, that's that was good. And done. Done.